0: So, hey guys, welcome to the Think Sports Podcast. Today, I have Praveen. Praveen's actually been on our show before where we discussed his major. He was talking about kinesiology as a subject, as a major, and as a sect of sports science. So, that episode comes out next week. Be sure to stay tuned and check it out. But today, we're here to talk about UFC 253 and Israel, the last style bad in your thoughts, Praveen, about what happened and the clinic Izzy put on. Uh, Again,
1: see, I did. I did tell you this last time I showed up. I told you yeah. Izzy was going to put up a clinic. He's striking is too elite for probably anybody in the UFC right now. So you did earned... say, and
0: what
1: that's happened. where we kind of disagreed. Right, both
0: of us said Izzy was going to win, but I thought Izzy was probably going to win on decision, not not knock, like not going to knock him out. I was like, he's probably gonna just keep him at range, keep him at distance, and pick him apart and just win a win a decision easily. But I did think it was gonna be more competitive. And you kept saying that it was just gonna be like a one-man show. Izzy's gonna put on a clinic, follows nowhere near him. So
1: yeah, I mean props for that. This is this is the thing, right? Uh, I tend to think of it this way. Uh, yes, we uh, across boxing and UFC, we have knockout artists, people who can knock people out in one punch. But uh, what a lot of us or even a lot of fighters don't realize is that if you volume can knock people out too, right? Crisp, precise volume can definitely knock people out. And I think that's precisely what we saw. And somehow, for some reason, um, Izzy never uh, has been portrayed as a knockout artist, probably because he, he can't do it with one punch. But he accumulates punches over a period of time. And anybody who watches uh, Izzy knows that he's precise. He's he's clean, he's precise, and the punches connect most of the time. He's got a pretty good accuracy. He's got a pretty high accuracy uh, for a striker. So I, I so I sort of saw this coming because I felt Costa was a little slower for Izzy. Um, and that was, again, coming from uh, Gastelum and Whittaker, right? Uh, Gastelum and Whittaker are far 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 better strikers uh, than costa. I mean as far as I am concerned. And uh Whittaker for one is pretty fast. So uh Izzy had a pretty good defense against Whitaker. He didn't clip he didn't get clipped a whole lot. Whittaker kept rushing in and he was still able to counter Whitaker. So I think that, that was part of the Yeah. I mean that that's exactly what is gonna happen.
0: I think the way I it was we've seen Izzy go up against like
1: a bunch of different
0: styles right people who we always claimed had their game plan wrong right so Gaslam was the closest Gaslam was the guy who gave Israel a problem right because Gaslam on the entry I feel like Gaslam's game plan was I will take shots on entry and just keep going right I'll keep going and just like overwhelm him with not getting phased by the shots that I'm going to take on it right? What we saw against Whitaker was Whitaker approaching the fight in a similar way to Gaslam where he said, okay, he's going to engage. Right? He's going to, like, he's going to use his wrestling where he's going to shoot but come over, right? Come with the overhand, right? Like, fake the takedown and then come with the overhand, right? Right? Which is something we saw him do over and over again. Right? And he he was just trying to, like, explode into the pocket. Right? Um... And you saw Izzy deal with that spectacularly, right? Izzy used his check hook to, like, the biggest advantage. He used his range. He stepped out just out of distance and used his check hook to knock him out in the first round and then knock him out again in the second. Then we saw Yoel, who came up, and he was like, you know what, I'm not going to engage, and I'm going to try to counter-strike. Which then again became, like, a, a boring fight, as most people described it, because they were like, Okay, it didn't have that action because Izzy is a counter-striker, so was Yoel. And it just it just didn't work. They never engaged. Izzy stayed at range, like used his leg kicks to just keep him away and one-on-points, right? And I think what that showed was you can't sit and try to, try to uh, potentially trick Izzy to come and strike with you. You can't get him to like... Engage when he shouldn't, right? Which is what Yoel was trying to do. Yoel was taunting him, trying to get him to engage, right? Which he just he, never fell for. He got clipped
1: at him. Is, is Easy is, is, is the one who sets up the traps.
0: Exactly. I don't think he's ever. <laughs> and, and he's I don't think
1: he's ever going to fall for a trap.
0: Yeah, and, and so you see that he doesn't like. He fall for that. And he didn't fall. Like he he does supremely well when someone brings the fight to him, where he can just stay out of range and then take you apart at distance. And so, I don't know why I thought this would be, like, a big challenge for Izzy, like, Paulo Costa, because he's, like, supposed to be a volume fighter, which who has got the power. He's, like, a proper knockout artist. And everyone uses Yoel as, like, a benchmark, right? You beat UL, you're, like, you're already up there. You're an elite fighter. And I feel like that's what, that's why I was convinced that it would be, like, a competitive fight. But then Izzy proved that it was, it was no big thing, right? He proved that he, okay. there were levels to the game, and Izzy was just... Way beyond Paulo's.
1: Yep. So I think uh, going back to Gaslam fight, right? One of the things that uh, I really noticed is that uh, Gaslam used he would rush in to take a shot at Arsenio, but he also knew that Arsenio was going to move to the sides. One of the golden rules of defense is you don't take more than two steps back. Like on a on a straight line, you move to the sides and. Uh, I mean, fortunately for Isi, he is one of those few fighters who's really good at doing that. He moved to the sides, evades the punches, but Gaslam was pretty smart in catching him when he was actually trying to move to the side. Uh, and he would always rush in, so that Arsenia had to move out really fast. And he would he would barely graze through, but then Gaslam had crazy power. So uh, yeah. little contact and it's gonna cause damage.
0: I think what you could see in Paulo's game, bring using that, right? was Paulo was doing well to cut off the octagon. So he was like cutting off a side, but he couldn't catch Izzy on the exit. And he was trying. Like, see, like He cut off that angle so Israel had to exit like I think towards his right and he just couldn't cut, like he couldn't catch him on the exit. So he had I feel like that was part of the game plan was to control where Izzy went but he just couldn't. He's just not quick enough.
1: So, yeah, I, I don't I, I never thought that Paulo was going to be able to control easy, right? Like uh, it's uh, we see this in boxing all the time. You put somebody who has great movement against some against against a knockout artist, the knockout artist might 95% not connect. You know what I mean? Like unless they've got some exceptional skills like Connor. Who, like Connor, for example, let's take Connor for example. Like he is a knockout artist, but the guy is an extremely good counter-movement counter-striker, right? he moves according to the opponent and then based on that he pops in when he has to pop in and that's that's a legit skill like not a lot of people can do that and ghost of our one uh, like i've never seen him face anybody with the kind of movement that izzy has it, it is extremely hard to be hitting an opponent who's constantly moving side to side front to back and uh, i think that to be very honest if 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 the uh, if the strategy of Costa was to stand and trade with Izzy yeah. on, on that pedestrian base, I am not sure what they had in mind. I hope, I hope that that was not the strategy they had in mind. Yeah, but I feel like it was like, that. that's my problem with
0: that, right? When people say, when people are like, oh, Costa didn't show up. My counter-argument is I feel like Israel overwhelmed him. Right? Exactly. But, but then what I also noticed was you see him bite into every fame. Right. And Izzy, so, Izzy throws so like Izzy faints constantly, right. And Izzy was getting him to step out of range and like maintain his distance by just painting. He didn't have to throw like the teeth or he didn't even have to throw the leg kick. He just fainted and followed step back. Right. And I, I feel like there's no way you can fight someone as, as skillful in the art of setting traps as Israel is. By like biting into every feint he throws. I feel like there has to be, like you have to train better for, like your camp has to be, and I understand that it's difficult to have like sparring partners that are as good as Izzy, right? Or mm-hmm. or even as versatile a striker as Izzy, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like you have to have sparring partners that set traps so that you don't bite the feints constantly. Because that's all I saw Paulo do. I saw him constantly bite on feints, which is when I thought the fight was over. Right? Like, in the beginning, I could see Paolo was, like, every time Izzy fainted, he was biting into those veins. And I was like, this is, it's done. it's just like, he's going to control the pace, he's going to maintain his distance, and he's the best at it. Right, I don't think there's, do you think there's anyone in the roster better than Izzy at, like, controlling distance and range?
1: Not just controlling distance and range. I think when it comes to stand-up, I don't think anybody can sit and trade with uh, Izzy right now in the UFC. Nobody can. So, but then the, the, that's the funny thing, right? Like with feints, like uh, yes, uh, it's Paulo probably shouldn't have fallen for uh, most of the feints like he did. But then, uh, if if I was in Paulo's corner, what like, the 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 idea would have been to let's try to cut that down, let's try to reduce that. So the the kick that Izzy went for should have actually been Paulo's first weapon of choice, like yeah, because Easy is somebody who moves a lot to the side. Is somebody? Who, he is a kickboxer, so he needs his legs. So if if Paulo had actually gone and started attacking Izzy's lead leg, Izzy would probably not have been able to move that efficiently. Wouldn't have been able to put a lot of weight on his lead leg to do right. all of those question With mark the kicks. Sponsors, that, right? Which is yeah. which
0: is something that you can really control. Your yeah. I feel like this sounds super reminiscent of uh, Alex Volkanovski's strategy against Max Holloway. Right, where he just took out the option of being able to switch answers. Right, because that yeah. does that so effortlessly. Right, he used to keep switching exactly, stances. Exactly. Yeah. Which Volkanovski just nullified yeah. completely.
1: Yeah. And also, right, like, uh, let's say you damage. Uh, let's say Izzy is uh, is is fighting Orthodox, and let's say uh, Apollo goes for the kicks and damages his uh, left lead leg, and after that, Izzy doesn't have a choice but to just uh, fight south of as much as he can. Right, like. So you you reduce those options. I mean, I I would never agree that Paulo has a striking advantage over Izzy. Not at all. Nobody in the UFC roster does. But then you do with what you have. You try to reduce the advantage that the other person have has. Mm-hmm. So the the option to actually stri- stand there and strike with Izzy was, was pretty stupid. Actually, like I I I don't know what game plan they had in but mind. I, what Some I say thought- that they wanted to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what I like bring to your attention is you say that it's a stupid game plan I agree to try to stand and bang or get into a striking battle with the best striker in the UFC currently and up there with one of the greatest there have been is is not a good game plan mm-hmm. but my question to you is what else? What do you do? Right? How do you approach that fight? Because I I would I would argue Paulo doesn't have the wrestling ability to take Izzy down, right? If Bitika didn't it's go, eight for it, I I doubt Paolo would, and it, it would I just like we knew that it would be a striking battle before going to the fight. We knew Paulo was never gonna try to take him down, right? Mm-hmm. So what I offered you is how how else what do you do against a fighter like this?
1: Good, uh, I say. If they fought hundred times, Paulo probably has one shot winning. The rest ninety-nine times, I'd, I'd go for Izzy winning. But then, if looking for ways, I would first not give Izzy range, cut down on distance because he works best from the outside. Cut down on distance and make him move a whole lot. So I didn't see Paulo trying to cut down on distance at all, right? He was trying to taunt Izzy into coming in and striking, which Izzy was never going to do. Like he was never going to come in and risk so much. He's going to stay on the outside where he can chew up on Paula's leg. He can work on his uh, feints. He can do the fakes. He can do all of that, and he can still damage Costa while Costa can cannot damage back. Yeah. So that is one. So cut down on distance. And the second one is I would have I would have probably had Paulo go for the takedowns. It's okay if Paulo probably doesn't get it, but try to put weight on easy, trying to drain him out a little bit. So at least he can mix it up a little bit. Of like, course Easy's got yeah, an amazing yeah, takedown down. Take defense. down, defense is not go down. Right?
0: Derek Bronson yeah, down. And Derek yeah, Bronson is a well known striker.
1: Like he's really good. And, and yeah, I, I don't think Paulo would probably if Paulo would have taken him down, probably if he if he ha, if he had caught him in the right time, he probably could have taken Easy down. But I think the point of going for the takedown is not to get Easy down but rather to drain him and to reduce the striking a little bit right so if you're going to be standing outside with easy he's going to constantly keep poking you poking you and you're not going to be able to strike back with him so get close make him work a little bit and and probably if you if you get on a clinch you can go for the for the knee uh, like you, you can try to work his body a little bit you can try to work his leg a little bit while you're on the clinch so Th- that that w- that could have at least reduced the amount of damage that Costa got with the leg kicks. And
0: okay, so I hear you,
1: but here's my problem. Mm-hmm.
0: Paulo Costa is well known to not have great cardio. Well known. Yeah, yeah it. A five round it's fight right. against UL Romero. If that fight was five rounds, UL would have won. Right, we know. Uh, you relevant, stuff. right? Yeah. Um the problem is when you start trying to wrestle is you drain like you, your cardio has to be supreme to be able to wrestle, right? Mm-hmm. Or like every wrestler in the UFC has supremely good cardio. Mm-hmm. Right? The problem is Paolo trying to hold Izzy down. I think yes, he mm-hmm. drains Izzy hundred percent, but I feel like Paulo mm-hmm. gets drained quicker because he just doesn't have the gas tank for it. I feel like I, I I feel like we can go on about this. I, I just think there are levels that, and Paulo's just nowhere near yet. I, I think he yes, has.
1: There are levels, but I feel it's it's a lot better than him uh, going all out and trying to knock his out. Uh, that's that's clearly. Yeah, really I, I mean that's true. I feel like that. I,
0: I think we have agreed is unanimously a bad decision for the entire. Roster. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, I I I was reading and like listening to DC talk about this, mm-hmm. right. And DC made a statement that I want to hear your thoughts about. Mm-hmm. Again, okay. DC said. So, oh, actually, before I get into that, let's 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 ask the simple question: Who next? Who next for Israel Adesanya? Because Wait,
1: is it it? Mm-hmm.
0: he so he calls out Jared Cannonier at the end of it. Right? Yeah. right, and he. Yeah. Is Israel historically gets the fight he calls, right? He called out Joel Romero. He fought Yoel Romero. Given that Yoel only happened because Paulo's bicep was torn, but mm-hmm. he fought Yoel. Then he fought Paulo. He's mm-hmm. called everyone out. He's called his fights. He calls out Jared Canary, right? And now mm-hmm. it's like a it's it's a tricky fight. It's it's a tricky situation, right? Because Jared Canary fights next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. UFC 254. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Whittaker's looking good, right? Like against Till Whittaker looked good. He yeah.
1: looked really solid. He weathered the storm. He weathered the storm yeah. and that was a beautiful fight.
0: And you can see Till's striking is fantastic, right? And it just looked very well prepared. Mm-hmm. I and so my question is, okay, we know Jared Canonier wins that fight, he definitely fights ED. Easy. That makes sense. Right hundred percent. If he loses I don't see Whittaker stepping in the ring with Izzy again, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think Whittaker has to do one more at least. But in December you have Till Hermanson, mm-hmm. right? And if Hermanson wins that, maybe see Hermanson Izzy. Is that something you want to see?
1: I would. I would actually love to see Izzy versus Gastelum too.
0: Yeah, I but Gastelum. is the thing.
1: most. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That is fights That is to Gaslim's on, yeah. But he, they were all close plays. Like they were absolutely close sure, fights. But... Uh, so yeah. I mean, personally, if he is, if Izzy gets to call, like I, I would love if he calls uh, Gaslim, but I don't think that fight is happening. Uh, Kana makes sense to me. Like he is the uh, he is the next person in the division with a, uh, with a good win streak. Uh, Maybe about if he gets him? through Whittaker, I mean, which is yeah. yeah. Maybe if he gets through Whitaker, which which is not easy. Yeah, I I say he does. He definitely deserves a title shot. I feel champion. like if he gets if then, he beats uh, Whitaker,
0: it's a hundred percent. I think it's done. Yeah. I think the UFC just will do it, right? He calls him out. He beat Whitaker. Yeah, yeah I, I think that
1: fights yeah. them. That, that yeah, I mean, Whitaker might have lost against T C but I I still feel like he's the number number one. Rank contender, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he, 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 is, is he the like, number one rank contender. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, Busters okay. two. Uh, Canadian's three. Okay. So yeah, I mean that makes absolute sense. I I still feel like if if it wasn't for Izzy, Whittaker would would still be the champion for a long yeah. time. So yeah, I, I think the Canadian makes it fight through Whittaker, yeah, okay. so I, yeah, I think that's a pretty good uh, next five for Izzy. And uh, I don't know, the man. The guy's so division, right?
0: So maybe Canonier poses a challenge, a threat that maybe. is different. Uh, maybe. Okay. So let's get back to what DC said, right? So mm-hmm. DC made mm-hmm. this statement. Right? He said that Izzy is levels above everyone in the middleweight division, which I agree with. Okay. Right? I agree mm-hmm. with that. And he is. Very confident is he will like clean out the division very soon, right? He said Israel is also the best light heavyweight in the world now that John Jones has gone up, like unequivocally, the best light heavyweight, best at 205. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to hear your thoughts about that because that becomes a whole other argument, right? Because mm-hmm. then you have the Thiago Santos, the Dominic Reyes, the Jan Blahovic. So well, I want I want to know because that's interesting, right? To put Izzy up against those guys—they're bigger, they're stronger. Mm-hmm. Right? What do you think about those matchups? A Dominic Reyes, maybe, who is a very versatile striker.
1: Yeah. So Izzy's right now, like I sort of agree with the statement, like, uh, like in terms of skill, like Izzy is pretty big, right? He's six four, like he's got an uh, he's got an amazing reach. Uh, so uh, he is a pretty big guy. A L- lot of people talk about him as the skinny guy, but then once you see him in the octagon, he's pretty big. He's, he's He's got long levers to work with. And I, I'd probably say he's not packed a lot of weight. right? He, usually for 185, for the middle weight, he comes at about 184. I think my biggest question would be fighting at light heavyweight, which is 205 pounds, Like, the, can easy pack the muscles and have the same kind of movement can he do five rounds? That That is the question for me. So, so apparently, he walks around
0: at like 2.04, 2.03. So, I feel like that shouldn't be too much of a problem with him. And his camp is insane. Like, his, his coaching camp is fantastic. They're phenomenal. So yeah, I, totally agree with that. I wouldn't pr- probably question that. The one thing I question is going up against a Thiago Santos, right? Mm-hmm. Those guys are killers, right? Like, they... I, I, I have... He tore his like all his ligaments against John Jones in the first round. Against the light heavyweight GOAT, right? And odds like and like according to Dana White, the UFC GOAT, right, in the first round and still went twenty twenty more minutes with him. Yeah. Right. Um, like he tore his ACL, his meniscus, up, like he tore everything, and then he he kept going. And so I think that's where it gets interesting to see whether they, because cause in a striking matchup, I still think Izzy beats everyone. I think a light heavyweight, yeah, he beat, middleweight,
1: right, take, whatever, take any any division. Yeah, uh, yeah. Izzy it cleans it up if it's just striking. But so, how, also, I mean, talking about Diego they, Santos or Reyes or just uh, let's take John, yeah, they are all pretty powerful strikers, right? Yeah. I think this is the thing, right? like, it, it it looks really scary when these guys knock people out. But then we've also got to understand that almost all of these knockouts are against opponents who are just right in front of them, which Izzy is never going to do. It's extremely hard to strike and knock someone out when they're constantly moving. I think that's that, that again, that uh, plays around Costa versus Izzy, right? Like one of the narratives was, you know, like, the guy trades high volume. She's just going to keep bang, 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 bang until he knocks out the person. But then you can only do that if someone's standing right in front of you. What happens if, like, I've never seen Izzy get hit twice in a row. One punch you connect, he's going to move away. And what do you do against a guy like that? And I think that's where we talk about skill versus power. And, and personally for me, I've been a big fan of boxing and UFC for a long time. Army skill almost always wins, except for that puncher's chance. Like, if you can catch the opponent with that one punch, yeah, you're good. But otherwise, skill wins every single time.
0: So, the the thing is, I, I watched Yan versus Reyes, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. scary. Because Reyes moves well. Right? Reyes, mm-hmm. uh, I, like, I, I watched him against Weidman. He knocked out Weidman moving backwards. That's when mm-hmm. I was impressed, right? Because he he generated enough power to knock him out while Weidman was essentially chasing him down, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like proper one punch knockout power, mm-hmm. right? Because yep. he he didn't use his legs to generate that power. That's literally just his upper body just throwing that punch. Yep. And Jan, I, I was scared. Like that, that scared me. That like I think it was the straight right which broke his nose, or it was a straight left that breaks ribs.
1: And and the body kick before that was brutal. Yeah, oh,
0: that was at the beginning. Like the, the fight started, he gets yeah. hit with that body kick and I can see yeah. it mark,
1: right? It it was, just, yeah, it just became right. yeah. Like.
0: So, I don't know, it, it's super interesting, but he's apparently definitely going to move up in weight. So, I feel like that's, at least we have that to look yeah. at. Anyway, man, thanks for joining us on our podcast. It was great talking to you about Izzy. It's a conversation I can have over and over again on any given day. He's such an insane fighter.
1: Thanks for having me, Rick. Uh, it's been uh, it's been my pleasure talking to another easy fan, and uh, yes, I mean I think pretty soon we should be opening up a fan club for him. Yeah, bro,
0: fanboys, uh, bro. That's what that's what we are, right?
1: We're fanboys. <laughs> Jumped on the bandwagon, yeah. quick. <laughs> yep, I think but- I, I think I was part of the bandwagon. I was part of the hype train uh, even when he started when he, when he started uh, fighting in the UFC. Yeah, so I'm just gonna call it the hype train, <laughs> like the hype train that wants everyone over. Like he says. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm I'm proud to be a part of it. To be honest, uh, I'll take
1: it any day. Absolutely, Absolutely yes. Anyways, thank. You. It's it's been a wonderful time, and all of you guys, please uh, check them out at thingsports.co.in. They're doing a pretty amazing job. Uh, like say hi to uh, Ronajit and uh, Arjun for me. Will do, man pleasure having you bro hope to see you for ufc
0: 254 but for all our listeners you can check us out on all our uh, channels our website is www.thingsports.co.in go follow us on our podcast channels and all of our social media um we'll see you next time we hope we enjoyed it peace